Well, good morning, friends. I think I'm allowed to take this off of here. And welcome to the Washington Ethical Society. I am Karen Schofield Leka. My pronouns are per and per, short for person, and I am the officiant this morning. We welcome everyone to our hybrid platform, whether you're here in the hall, watching on Zoom, or catching the recording later. We are one community united across time and space as we gather to affirm our values and commit to a better world. If you're on Zoom, please check the chat for a welcome from today's Zoom chat usher, Judy O, and tips like how to use the closed captioning feature. Here in the hall, we have assistive listening devices available, and you can check with the sound team at the back for more information. In-person visitors, let me see, if we have some visitors with us today, please stop by the welcome table after platform today to speak to a greeter or to our membership coordinator, Maceo Thomas. And online visitors, whether you are watching today or tuning in later, we invite you to send an email to Maceo, which is M-A-C-E-O-T at ethicalsociety.org or to fill out a connection form, which you can find at tiny.cc slash wesconnects. I'll now read a few of the greetings that folks have written in the chat. And online friends, while I'm doing that, you can read along or you might want to get a candle to light during our candle lighting segment. So let's check the chat. Here we go. And let's see, we've got lots of good mornings from Shayla, uh, my husband John, who normally would have been here this morning but had to be unexpectedly away, is also saying good morning. Um, Laura says, hello, I am a refugee from services that talk about the Holy One and hymns that refrain with God, God, God. So we'll see what they think about our time together this morning. Um, um, hello from Mary Berry, who is joining from Washington State and sends her greetings. And Shirley Storm says, good morning, Wes. Trish Wild, good morning, Wes. Happy fall. And Mark Mayer says, good morning to all. So that is terrific. It is good to connect and to share this time together. Once you're prepared, I invite you to settle in wherever you are as we continue to gather. Our opening words this morning are shared by our guest speaker, Dr. Melanie Davis, who is the manager of the Our Whole Lives program for the Unitarian Universalist Association. Melanie is multi-talented and multi-directional, so she is joining us today via Zoom from New Jersey. And she's also multi-talented, so we'll be seeing and hearing a lot from her this morning. So in addition to the opening words in just a moment, she's also performing our opening song this morning, along with Leah Morris. Melanie, thank you for joining us, and we are ready for your opening words. Thank you, it's a pleasure to be here. Good morning, everyone. Let us gather today with minds and hearts open to the miracle of life. Let us celebrate the wonder of biology, spirit, sexuality, and destiny that brought us to this point in our lives and which will continue throughout the rest of our days. Let us honor that which is unique about each other as well as that which we have in common. Let us gather today in love.
Welcome once again. Each week, we read our statement of purpose as a reminder of our shared values. And if you're interested in taking your own turn at reading the statement of purpose, you can sign up at tiny.cc readsop. Today's reader is Emily Newman, who is actively working with the auction team and particularly recruiting teens to assist. Emily? I just want to remind everybody that the uh, West Auction is on Saturday, November 5th. We have a wonderful website put up, thanks to Sarah Morris, and we will uh, soon in October have the registration available. So please 
uh, consider which items and events you'd like to share. You can put that in the form online or contact a team member and save in your calendar November 5th. West Statement of Purpose. The Washington Ethical Society is a humanistic congregation that affirms the worth of every person. We strive through our relationships to elicit the best in the human spirit. With faith and human goodness, we appreciate each person's unique capacities. We joyfully celebrate together and support each other through life. We nurture a sense of reverence and responsibility for each other and the earth. We warmly invite you to join our community of children and adults as we work for a world where love and justice cross all borders. Thank you, Emily. As Emily lights our community candle, I invite those of you with candles at home to light yours and for everyone to join in our candle lighting words. May we kindle within us the warmth of compassion, the light of understanding, and the fire of commitment to build a brighter future for all. Thank you. We now have our time for all ages and a story from our speaker, Melanie. It's Good a little morning. participatory, so be ready. <laughs> Good morning. This is a, a story that was written by one of my graduate students who is a preschool teacher. This is, uh, the story begins with elephant and meerkat who love each other and make each other laugh. Meerkat always comforts Elephant when it's time to get a vaccination. And Elephant never laughs when Meerkat snores during sleepovers. Now in the privacy of your own home or in the, in the platform room, would you like to snore like a Meerkat? Every morning, Elephant gives Meerkat a great big hug and Meerkat smiles a great big smile. But one day, Meerkat didn't smile. Instead, Meerkat let out a great big, ouch! Elephant and Meerkat felt confused. Elephant gave Meerkat another great big hug and once again, Meerkat let out a great big, ouch! Now they were both upset. Then Elephant noticed their great big reflection in the watering hole. I am bigger than I was yesterday. I'm so big, my hugs hurt Meerkat. Maybe I've become too big for a friend so small. Feeling very sad, Elephant ran away to look for a bigger friend to play with. Soon, Elephant saw Sloth. Sloth, let's wrestle, Elephant shouted, tackling Sloth. Stop, Sloth shouted back. Slow down, Elephant. I do not want to wrestle. Once again, Elephant felt confused. Stop being boring. I'm just trying to have fun with you. We wrestled last week, so I know you like wrestling, Elephant pointed out. Well, I'm busy going for a great big run, Sloth said. But you went running yesterday, Elephant challenged. And I refused to give up. Halfway through, Sloth insisted. That's impossible, thought Elephant. No one runs that slowly. Sloth does not want to play with me and must be afraid of getting squished if we wrestle. And off Elephant ran to find an even bigger friend to play with. Soon, Elephant saw Ostrich, peacefully bird watching. Ostrich is definitely big enough to play with me without getting hurt, Elephant thought. Ostrich, guess what? It's tickle time, Elephant called running over to Ostrich. 
Elephants started tickling, but instead of laughing, ostrich hopped away and hid their head in the sand. Would you like to hide your head in the sand? Oh no, elephant thought. Even a great big animal like ostrich doesn't want to play with me. Maybe no one will ever want to play with me again. This is a great big mess. I will float myself out to sea on a great big iceberg and live alone forever. And that's what elephant did, laying on an iceberg in the middle of the ocean, feeling sad. My heart is so heavy, none of my friends like me anymore. I guess elephants are just too big to have friends. I will live the rest of my life alone on this iceberg. An elephant wailed a great big whale. Can you cry like a sad elephant? Mm -hmm. Who called my name? Asked Big Whale in a great big voice. Shh, Blue Whale said. I'm playing hide and seek with Seagull. Hooray, thought Elephant. I found someone bigger than me. There's no way I can hurt Blue Whale. Now I can have a friend. Elephant reached out to give Blue Whale a great big hug. Stop, bellowed Blue Whale. Everyone say stop, like a big blue whale. Elephant was distraught. No one likes me. I'm even too big for big blue whale, the biggest of all the animals. That's not true, said Blue Whale. I just don't like hugs. How about a high fin? Can everybody with someone near them give each other a high fin? Elephant thought about what Blue Whale said. I like hugs and wrestling, but Blue Whale likes high fins and hide and seek. I wonder what ostrich likes or sloth. Maybe it's okay for us all to like different things. Maybe they'll still like me even if they don't always like to play the way I like to. Maybe I'm not too big to have friends after all. Blue Whale gave Elephant a ride back to the shore. Elephant said thank you and set off to find Ostrich to make things right. Ostrich, you clearly didn't enjoy my tickles. I'm sorry I didn't notice sooner. Is there something else you'd like to do? Elephant asked hopefully. Ostrich smiled and drew a great big tic-tac-toe board and they played until Elephant went off to find Sloth. Sloth, Elephant said. I realize that just because you want to wrestle with me last week doesn't mean you want to wrestle with me today. Can I join you on your run? Sloth said, I finished my run. Two miles in two days. Elephant said, wow, that's a personal best. And Sloth said, thanks. And now I'm ready to wrestle. An elephant grinned and tackled Sloth. After a while, Elephant set off to find Meerkat and make things right. Meerkat was sitting all alone, but jumped up and said, Elephant, I'm so happy to see you. I was so worried when you ran off and didn't come back. Elephant said, I'm sorry I worried you, and I'm sorry I hurt you when I hugged you. I thought I was too big to be your friend. Meerkat said, I love your hugs, and I love you. Can we just try a gentler hug? I didn't think of that, said Elephant. And then Elephant gave Meerkat a great big gentle hug and Meerkat smiled a great big smile.
And that's the end of our story. So what can we learn from this story? Well, when it comes to touching other people, we need to ask first to be sure they want to be touched. Elephant learned that everyone has a right to say that they don't want to be touched, no matter how big or young or old they are. If we want to be touched, we have a right to ask for that too. Other people may say yes, and they may say no, but both are okay. The important thing is that everyone feels comfortable. Thank you for that great story, Melanie. And now let's enter into the centering time of our platform. Each week, we ring this chime in solidarity with people around the world. Today, I am particularly mindful of those recovering from the devastation of Hurricane Fiona in Guadeloupe, Puerto Rico, the Dominican Republic, the Turks and Caicos Islands, Bermuda, and Canada, and those recovering from massive flooding in Pakistan, and those contending with political protests that turned deadly in Iran. On a happier note, I'm celebrating this past week of bisexuality awareness as an important recognition of the spectrum of sexual identity. As we listen to the chime, let us remember our connection to each other and the world around us. Let us open our hearts to compassion to those who suffer. And let us commit ourselves to the work that calls for our love. And now, please join Melanie in our meditation reflection. These words are by Reverend Seth Carrier Ladd, Embodiment and Sexuality. Spirit of life and love, may we find appreciation today and in our lives for embodiment. We are physical creatures, mind, spirit, and soul housed within our bodies. Our bodies, our physical form, allow us to experience the world. Taste chocolate chip cookies fresh from the oven. Touch the warmth and smoothness of a baby's skin. Sight the blossoming colors of sunrise and sunset. Sound the laughter of friends and family. Smell the aroma of fresh baked bread. In particular today, may we find gratitude for our sexuality May we be grateful for and appreciate our gender identity, our sexual orientation, our physical selves. May we appreciate the pleasure, the intimacy, the connection that comes with and is part of our sexuality. 
May we also remember that for many, sexuality can bring a variety of emotions, shame, sadness, trauma, anger, pain, and hurt. For all the joy and goodness that embodiment brings, it also has its challenges, aching joints, long-term health conditions, severe illness, and more. Today, as we honor the whole of ourselves, we also honor the whole spectrum of sexual experience, holding the joys in all their richness and the sorrows in all their fullness in our hearts. Continue our meditation in silence and in the music that follows.
Our platform speaker, Dr. Melanie Davis, is, as I noted, joining us from, via Zoom from New Jersey. And you've already heard her storytelling and musical talents, but let me share a bit about her professional background as context for her platform address this morning. Melanie's work in sexuality education began in 1984 when she became a Planned Parenthood patient educator. In 1999, she was trained to facilitate the Our Whole Lives Lifespan Sexuality Education Program for middle schoolers. That's the OWL, O-W-L, program that Wes uses. And their parents' questions led her to create workshops and write a manual called Sexuality Talking Points. Positive response to that led her to pursue additional training as a certified sexuality counselor, a certified sexuality educator, and certified sexuality educator supervisor through the American Association of Sexuality Educators, Counselors, and Therapists, or AASECT. And AASECT named her Sexuality Educator of the Year this year in 2022. As a speaker, trainer, and consultant, Melanie delivers sexuality education that transforms lives by increasing professional skills, personal knowledge, self-confidence, and self-esteem. She uses creative methods to help people understand and be comfortable with their sexuality, while encouraging them to respect others' sexuality and rights. She helps individuals, couples, healthcare professionals, and clergy leaders to achieve their goals for sexuality education and training at the New Jersey Center for Sexual Wellness, which she co-founded in 2009. Melanie approaches sexuality as a positive part of life that should be treated with respect, care, integrity, celebration, and humor throughout the lifespan. Melanie is the co-president and founding member of the Sexuality and Aging Consortium at Widener University and founded SaferSexForSeniors.org, an educational site for sexually active and or interested adults in mid and older age. She does a significant amount of her training through her position as the OWL Program Manager for the Unitarian Universalist Association as well. Melanie, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. I'm going to uh, offer a reading called Origin Story by uh, Shellen Harkin. Um, I work very closely with my colleague at the United Church of Christ, and she introduced me to this poem. There is a God who made the clitoris and extreme pleasure. Let's not marginalize those facts. There's a God who made honey and nectar and pollen and bees who live their whole lives practicing high levels of PDA with flowers. Let's not forget that either. There's a God who made all humans originate from a beautiful black woman in the heart of Africa. No need to whitewash that. There's a God who made hips that dip and respond to music. I mean, that wasn't an accident, right? There's a God who made a system for each being to be created from the great act of love and pleasure. 
Can our toilsome ways remember those origins? Consider this poem a short sermon to allow the vibrant, fertile wholeness of our truth back in, to let our inherent God-given verve back in, to sauce up our souls. I think if we became a bit less selectively forgetful and let ourselves remember all of this, church would get a whole lot more interesting. This sermon is called Sexuality Through a UU Lens, and I have been uh, pleased to be able to offer it thanks to Zoom all over the country for the past couple of years. So thank you for bringing me in. I've often wondered what it would be like if we taught young people swimming in the same way we teach sexuality. If we told them that swimming was an important adult activity, one that they would all have to be skilled in when they grow up, but we never talked to them about it. We never showed them the pool. We just allowed them to stand outside closed doors and listen to all that splashing. Occasionally, they might catch a glimpse of partially clothed people going in and out of the door to the pool, and, and maybe they'd find a hidden book on the art of swimming. But when they asked a question about how swimming felt or what it was about, they would be greeted with blank and embarrassed looks. Suddenly, when they turned 18, we would fling open the doors to the pool and they would jump in. Miraculously, some might learn to tread water but many would drown. We read those words by Elizabeth Canfield when we train future facilitators of our whole lives sexuality education. We want to impress upon them the importance of the task they're about to undertake. Whether they'll be working with kindergartners or 80 year olds, they will be entrusted with providing education that is sensitive, compassionate, bonding, challenging, life-affirming and empowering. The facilitator's job will be to keep people from drowning in sexual ignorance. Our Whole Lives, or OWL, is a lifespan curriculum co-published by the Unitarian Universalist Association, the UUA, and the United Church of Christ, UCC. OWL has been in use since 1999 when it replaced the About Your Sexuality curriculum developed by the UUA in the 1970s. OWL is one of the most successful programs the UUA has ever offered. It is used in religious and secular settings throughout the US and Canada with culturally appropriate adaptations used in the Philippines and being pilot tested in Tanzania. I'll speak more about OWL in a moment, but first I'll share why we discuss sexuality in our congregations at all. The UUA has been committed to sexual rights and health for more than 40 years. Congregations and national leaders rose to the personal and political challenges of the AIDS crisis. We led interfaith coalitions in the movement for marriage equality. We continue to hold a place at the forefront of the ongoing struggle for gender and reproductive justice. Our bylaws and practices recognize many identities and types of relationships, as well as the need to prevent sexual abuse and misconduct, including misconduct by our clergy. UUism sees sexual expression as an affirming part of the human experience, and we support everyone's right to learn about and engage in sex in consensual, pleasurable, developmentally appropriate ways. 
We also acknowledge that sexuality in our society is damaged by violence, exploitation, alienation, dishonesty, abuse of power, and the treatment of persons as objects. Our faith tradition doesn't maintain a list of shalt nots. Rather, we offer opportunities to learn about sexuality, to engage in dialogue, and to gain spiritual perspectives on sex so that we can make decisions wisely, ethically, and in accordance with our personal and faith values. Our embrace of sexuality as a core element of human experience has proved to be life-saving, literally, for people who have emerged from religious traditions that shamed or diminished them. They have found that UUism encourages them to discover or reconnect with the rich and vibrant beauty of their sexuality. Scientific ethic, evidence is central to UU perspectives on sexuality. We trust statistics showing that education decreases rates of unintended pregnancy and improves health outcomes. We know that honoring each person's sexual identity can decrease self-harm. We know that sexual expression is a developmental process that begins in infancy and lasts throughout life. We know that consent education decreases sexual assault. We offer welcoming congregation and welcoming renewal programs and support LGBTQIA members and visitors. A small group ministry program called Parents and Caregivers as Sexuality Educators is new. And webinars and resources on topics range from consent to support for gender diverse children. We are developing an anti-racist, anti-oppressive sexuality training course for UU seminarians, ministers, and religious educators. During the pandemic, Reverend Johnson and I, uh, Amy is from the UCC, created an online adaptations for the grades four, six, seven, nine, and older adult OWL curriculums. We initiated monthly educational webinars for adults. We curated sex ed resources for families and individuals of all ages. And we produced the Under Your Wing video series for parents of young children. We also developed facilitator training on the UUA's online learning platform. We did all of that while working on revisions for several levels of the curriculum and initiating a revamp of a key piece of sexuality in our faith companion to the grades seven to nine curriculum. Most UU congregations have offered at least one age level in the Our Whole Lives curriculum over the years. And I'm aiming for 100% because for 23 years, OWL has set the sex ed highest standards for comprehensive sexuality education in this country. OWL is a gift that can be given to children, teens, youth, and adults, as well as to the larger community when we open our doors. OWL's effectiveness is due in part to the values embodied within the curriculum. Values are ideals, beliefs, and attitudes that guide behavior. They explain what we understand to be good, bad, desirable, or undesirable. For example, in terms of gender and orientation, we are who we are. We don't choose our sexual identity. However, our values determine whether we accept and appreciate our own and others' gender and orientation. Our values are guided by the families and culture we grow up in, our faith traditions, and our life experiences. They affect the types of people we find physically attractive, which smells and sounds we find arousing, 
the kind of clothing or body modification we deem alluring or off-putting, our decisions around sexual health, whether to parent, and whether and how we will engage in relationships. Our values shape our views about sexuality as a positive or negative part of our humanity. OWL helps people of all ages explore sexuality within a framework of the values of self-worth, responsibility, sexual health, justice, and inclusivity. These values honor sexuality as a good part of the human experience, even as we recognize that aspects of it can be misused or violated. When people call me to inquire whether the program is a good fit for their organization or even for their individual child, I say, well, if you agree with the Our Whole Lives values, then this curriculum might be a good fit. But if any of those values don't work for you, another curriculum might be a better idea. For example, a conservative minister once asked whether he could offer OWL without all that gay stuff. And I said, no, because the OWL value of justice and inclusivity honors every aspect of sexuality, including a range of sexual identities. These values are reflected in every activity, reading, and in the rec and recommended resource within the curriculum. They are the music that sings through all levels of the program. Self-worth is usually defined as a sense that people have of our own value. In our whole lives, we also define it as the belief that people of all ages and stages are entitled to dignity and self-worth and to their own attitudes and beliefs about sexuality. Each level of the curriculum includes readings and many workshops include suggestions for songs that reflect the workshop topic and OWL values. One of those is songs is Thursday by Jess Glenn, which was our opening song today. The chorus includes the words, who I am is enough. There are many things that I could change so slightly, but why would I succumb to something so unlike me? I was always taught to just be myself. The OWL value of responsibility calls us to enrich our lives by expressing sexuality in ways that enhance human wholeness and fulfillment and that express delight, pleasure, responsible sexual choices, love, and commitment. The value of sexual health says that knowledge about sexuality is helpful, not harmful. We all have the right to accurate information about sexuality and have our questions answered. We teach that healthy sexual relationships are consensual, non-exploitative, mutually pleasurable, safe, developmentally appropriate, respectful, and based on mutual expectations and caring. This value also acknowledges the many ways there are to express sexual feelings alone or with a partner, that it is healthier for young teens to postpone sexual intercourse, and that not everybody is interested in sexual activity. The justice and inclusivity value acknowledges that people of all ages, races, ethnicities, genders, backgrounds, income levels, physical and mental abilities, and sexual orientations must have equal value and rights when it comes to sexuality. The song Wonder, which you'll hear after the platform address, illustrates this value since it celebrates a disabled child with unlimited possibilities for a full life which we believe would include sexuality. 
Essential to our ability to truly embody the value of justice and inclusivity is the UUAs and UCC's commitment to hire accountability readers during the OWL curriculum development and re revision process. These paid readers provide feedback based on their personal perspectives of race, disability, gender identity, and sexual orientation. We do this because it's essential that we get out right. It may be the only place participants trust each other enough to disclose their sexual identity or to ask questions that will keep themselves and others safe. OWL programs transform a cultural climate of confusion and fear about sexuality into a new reality in which every person's inherent worth and dignity is valued. This is especially true when congregations incorporate material from a companion guide called Sexuality and Our Faith, which adds religious rituals such as chalice lightings, sometimes a hymn, or prayers and scripture for UCC programs, and adds faith-relevant discussion to secular sexuality uh, education. This faith companion is important because liberal religious sexuality education gives children, youth, and adults a safe forum in which to make meaning of their lives. Participants learn to feel good about themselves and their sexuality while they clarify their own values and faith values, apply those values to their decisions and experiences, and learn about their bodies, their feelings, their identity, their behaviors, and their relationships. OWL employs experiential learning theory, which is a process of completing an activity before sharing observations about it reflecting on what was learned, and considering how that new knowledge can be put to use. This model fits well with Unitarian Universalism's affirmation of each person's right to search for truth and meaning. In the elementary grades, OWL brings these experiences home with drawing and reading activities that supplement what children learn in OWL workshops. This supports parents and guardians as their children's primary sexuality educa uh, educators. In OWL for grades seven to nine, one experiential activity uses grab bags of differently colored candies to illustrate the impact of contraceptives and barriers on rates of unintended pregnancy and sexually transmitted infections. It's surprising how your heart can beat a little faster simply waiting to open your hand to reveal a candy representing whether a pregnancy or STI was prevented. In OWL for older adults, participants can share personal stories of loss before completing activities that honor grief and help participants identify ways to move forward with even more joy in their lives. Now, participants may not recall the specifics of these activities decades later, but they will recall the experience of being fully accepted, conversing comfortably about sensitive topics, and learning to make values-informed decisions that respect their own and others' sexuality and worth. No other curriculum does sex ed like our whole lives and sexuality and our faith do. I've been a, pro a fan of the program since 1999 when my congregation's director of religious education recruited me to facilitate a brand new program called OWL. I enjoyed it so much that I went on to attend grad school to become a professional sex educator. And that's not something that most facilitators do, but to a person, they describe the experience as being fulfilling, meaningful, and often life-changing. 
The elementary and secondary levels of the curriculum are the most often used, but the young adult, adult, and older curriculums are also excellent. Some of you may wonder, well, what could be left to learn once you're an adult? But I assure you that we're never too old or too experienced to keep learning about sexuality. For example, when I was traveling by train a few years ago, I entered into conversation with a Jewish man sitting across from me in the dining car. We shared our professions, his, a cantor, mine as a sex edu educator. He disclosed the tension he felt being married to the mother of his children while being sexually attracted to men. He said he read a book that claimed that his same-sex attraction was due to his having been damaged by poor parenting. We discussed sexual orientation and the implications of religious values and psychological theory for the next 30 minutes. I didn't challenge his religious beliefs, but I did point out the flaws in the theories he referenced. If he had been in an OWL for Adults program, he would have been invited to examine the values that he was taught, and he would have learned that his sexual orientation didn't make him damaged goods, but was rather an intrinsic and good part of his humanity. As today's musical meditation stated about two women in love, I can't change even if I wanted to. I can't change even if I tried. Another illustration of the value of sex ed for adults comes from a woman in her 70s who accidentally enrolled in an Owl for Older Adults workshop in her congregation. When she realized what program she, is, she was in, she told the director of religious education, I don't need this class. I'm a widow. I'm not even dating anybody. Now well, her friends encouraged her to stay, and she remained throughout the 14-week program. And at its end, she told the group, I just tossed out my old pajamas and bought a pair that feels wonderful against my skin. I now know that I deserve that kind of pleasure, even without somebody else around to appreciate it. That feedback made my heart sing. I didn't write the curriculum to help older adults have better sex, although that might be one result. I wrote it to help them feel more confident, more hopeful, and more empowered in their right to sensual pleasure and sexual expression in whatever form that might take. Whether it's buying new pajamas, coming out of the closet, protecting their sexual health, or experiencing more joy. Blessed be. We are part of a religious movement that values us as sexual beings throughout our whole lives. We may express our sexuality in different ways, and we may not always understand each other's identities and behaviors, but if we consider sexuality within the context of the Our Whole Lives values of self-worth, responsibility, sexual health, justice, and inclusivity, we will treat our own and others' sexuality with respect, acceptance, and joy. May it be so. We'll now hear wonder. Thank you, Melanie. After some music, we'll have community sharing time. Then you can write into the chat or share in person about what resonated with you in this platform. In this time between, you might prepare by reflecting on a personal experience or an activity here at West that the platform brings to mind. As we contemplate, rest, and reflect, 
let us experience the beauty of the musical response. From distant cities, just to see me Stand over my bed, disbelieving What they're seeing They say I must be one of the wonders of God's own creation And as far as you see, you can Questions, want confessions. They reach into my head to steal the glory of my story. They say I must be one of the wonders of God's own creation. And as far as you see, you can offer no explanation. Thank you. 
Melanie, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and experience and expertise, as well as your many talents with us this morning, giving us a lot to think about. And this is now the time when we add our own voices to the morning, sharing our reflections on the address or what resonates with our own personal experience. For our online participants, I invite you to share in the Zoom chat or in the comments if you are watching the recording later. If you're here in person and you've spoken in recent weeks, please consider leaving space for others to share. I'll start with our Zoom comments. We'll accept some comments at the microphone during the middle, and then I'll return to Zoom participants at the end. But while our Zoom folks are chatting in, I will say that as someone who has been trained and presented and been a, um, a facilitator for the Our Whole Lives curriculum for our middle school aged kids here at WES, um, actually it was quite some time ago, I was not yet a parent, so I was a young adult and so sat in that very like hip but not a parent kind of space. So encourage all of you who might be in that space, you don't have to be young, you can be post-parenting kind of thing. Um, the kids resonate a lot more effectively, I think, with that in some ways, although we've had amazing parent teachers as well. Um, but I also will say for those who have kids, it equipped me very much better to have those home-based conversations with my own child. So there's a real boon both to the community and to your own household. So I encourage it highly. Learn some things about my own values as well. So um, let me go ahead and see what's in the chat. Excuse me, in the chat. Um, and let's see what folks have to say this morning. So Peter Bishop says, once I realized the possibility of bisexual activity for myself, I came to realize that I wanted to and would choose the nature of my sexual activity. Thus for me, if my sexuality is not considered to be normal by some, it is what I have chosen and I don't want to change it. So far, that's the first comment. So why don't we go to the microphone? Morning, I'm Perry Ehim. <clears throat> first of all, uh, I wanna thank Melanie for all the varied contributions uh, she made today. Uh, I feel like the speakers in the hall here really didn't do justice to the music. My ears were getting tired from the lack of bass, but anyway. <laughs> um, what I really wanted to say, keeping on with the theme today of acceptance and welcome and, um, uh, I don't know, <clears throat> sorry, there was another word I was going to use, but I forgot. 
Uh, I wanted to put in a plug for a camp that my son Lewis fell in love with. Uh, it's Unirondack, Camp Unirondack. It's Unitarian camp in the Adirondacks. And it specializes in being welcoming and affirming to kids who don't necessarily find that in the rest of their lives. The first year we took him there because we needed a break, uh, the last thing he said to us as we dropped him off was, please don't leave me here. When we picked him up a week later, the first thing he said was, it's too bad I can't stay another week. Can I stay another week? Well, next year he went two weeks, and the, week at, the summer after that he went three weeks, and when he aged out of the program, he went for the whole summer to work on the uh, maintenance crew which he's planning to do again next summer. So the place is basically utopia as far as he's concerned. And if you have any uh, kids who are, you know, challenged in that way to feel like they fit in somewhere, they're accepted somewhere, they're welcome somewhere, uh, look into that camp. Thanks so much, Perry. It's so great when we hear how our young people people of all ages, but especially I think exciting for us when we hear about how our young people find those places where they can be themselves and express themselves and grow. Um, I think it gives us all hope for a better world. <laughs> well, I don't see any other chats in the comments at the moment, so I think we will move ahead and appreciate those who did share and continue to think you know reflect on what we've heard today and the opportunities that we each have to learn and to be ourselves and to help each other along that way as well just as we share our perspectives in this community so too do we share our resources and gifts and here at West, we split our the undesignated gifts in the Sunday collection between our operating budget and a fund dedicated to justice and compassion. And this month, we are sharing half of the offering with the Washington Interfaith Network, or WIN. WIN is a broad-based, multiracial, multi-faith, nonpartisan, district-wide citizens' power organization. Take that in for a second. And it's rooted in local congregations and associations, and Wes is one of the 50 dues-paying members of WIM. WIN engages leaders across the divides of race, culture, income, faith, and neighborhood in order to initiate public action on issues such as affordable housing, public safety, and youth development, and to partner with and hold the government and corporate sectors accountable for addressing these issues. So let's all take a moment to prepare for this invitation to generosity. For those who are able to respond, we offer, offer several options as noted on the screen. The number to give by text is 202-335-1885. Another option is to go online to the donate button on Wes's website, ethicalsociety.org. You can place cash or check in the basket at the back of the hall on your way out. And of course, you can always send a check by mail to the office. Thank you for your generosity. We will now receive your gifts and the gift of music.
Thank you so much to the many people who helped create this morning's time together, especially Melanie, who was kind of all over it all, had so many great things to share with us this morning, as well as staff members Casey Slack and Dara Miles, Robin Kravitz, Maceo Thomas, and Tom Hutton, interim music coordinator Leah Morris, and guest musicians Melanie Davis, Nathan Moore, and the West Band. Tech team members Pat McNeely and Michael Dimian, who are working shorthanded today and did a fabulous job. Thank you so much to them. Slide artists John and Abby Dakin, Zoom usher Judy Myers, our in-person greeters Ann Baker and Adam Briskin Limehouse, and our virtual coffee hour host Kristen Hunter. At the conclusion of Platform, please join us for the social hour in person around the foyer and on the patio or for virtual coffee hour via Zoom. Thanks also to those who are leading and supporting our work in the weeks to come. And you can find information about all of the many opportunities to connect and explore and learn and share in the Sunday links and news and notes emails that come out or on the calendar page of Wes's website. Just a reminder that uh, registrations open for the West Sunday Ethical Education for Kids or SEEK program. We continue to recruit volunteers for teaching teams. You do not need to be a parent. Word, been there. And this is a great way to get involved in the community. So if you want to be part of that village that helps to raise our young people, please email Indara at indaram at ethicalsociety.org. Just a reminder that as Emily pointed out, the West auction is coming up on Saturday, November 5th. So mark your calendars for that. Um, but of course, it's not much of an auction without donations. And so it's a, your invitation to get creative and generous. Um, there's a link on the West website and you can find ideas and enter your donation information. You can also talk to K.O. Gamber, who is a basket master and can make something extraordinary about whatever it is you might have to contribute. So um, they're here. Uh, Laura, Laura Briskin Limehouse is also here, I think, able to chat with folks about opportunities there. And if you know of any teens who might be interested in helping out, they could actually even get paid for their efforts as childcare or food folks. Um, Emily is coordinating that as well. Next week, we begin a new monthly theme, Courage, with a social justice focus on indigenous history. And our platform speaker will be revealed in real time next Sunday morning. So we hope that you have the courage to attend a Sunday service without a title and speaker listed. It'll be a great mystery and delightful, I'm sure. So we invite you to show up as your true self and be open to what you may discover. You can tune into the platform on Zoom as we continue with hybrid platforms, or to attend in person, please RSVP at tiny.cc slash platform reservation. Thank you all for being part of Platform today, and I invite you to join in our closing song, Circle Around. circle around me of people to love. I have a circle around me of care. I have a circle around me of people to love so I can stand up in the face of fear. Stand up in the face of fear. One step 
Before we leave, if you are new to our community, please send an email to our membership coordinator, Maceo Thomas, and introduce yourself. To reach Virtual Coffee Hour, point your browser to tiny.cc slash westcoffeehour. I think Melanie has some final thoughts to share to bring our platform topic to a close. I do. Uh, if you feel moved to do so, please put your hand on your heart. May you see that you are loved today at whatever age and stage you find yourself. And may you know that you will continue to be loved tomorrow and all the tomorrows to come. And let us go into the week ahead with compassion, understanding, and commitment, bringing all of ourselves and honoring all aspects of others in our quest for a better world. Again, thank you all for joining in today's platform. We look forward to connecting with you again soon. Have a great week with happy and healthy sexual activity or not as suits you.